The Word is for everyone. It's alive and active, filled with wisdom, truth, and hope. Understanding and interpreting its pages can seem overwhelming, but this podcast is here to help. This is Unschooled and Ordinary. Well, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Unschooled and Ordinary podcast. It's so good to be here with you. Brandy, welcome back. Angie, hey, Ben. How's it going? Oh, man, fantastic. Brandy, glad to have you back. We missed you so much. so good to be back. Where were you? Uh, I might have gone to Disney. Okay. And we were there for a very long time, but it was fun. But I'm glad to be back. And she still hasn't recovered. No, I have not. <laughs> we may never financially recover either. Truth. <laughs> 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 A sign of the times. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ben's favorite place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been gone to Disney. We've just been here. <laughs> you got any new new hobbies? Anything that you're interested in these days? I got a new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> what you been doing? I'm almost ashamed to say how much I love pickleball. <laughs> I am so tired of hearing about pickleball. Everywhere I go, somebody's like, hey, man. Everyone is obsessed right now. But have you played it? No, there's no way. Okay, see, that's the problem. Yeah. That is your problem. We wish y'all could see Tyler's face right now. I'm so serious. Look, case in point, Derek played for two years, at least. Talk Who's about Derek? My husband, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Comes home all the time, loves it, talks about how fun it is. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, I just listen. And then River, my son, he stops by and picks me up one morning. He's like, come on, Mom, I'm going to show you how to play pickleball. So we go. It's amazing. It was so much fun. And I come home, I'm like, Derek, it's so fun. And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I've been <laughs> telling you about this for two years. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, yeah, but nothing trumps experience. Like, you got to do it. you got to get out there. Get out there. You will love it. Mm-hmm. We should all play pickleball. I think there's a lot there What you said about Like him telling you about it Yeah But then River took you And you were able to experience it It was different wasn't it It is It was was. It's almost like your faith Yeah It is (laughs) And I actually said that to them I said Look This is a proven point right here I mean you can know something all day long, but until you experience it, you just there's no explaining it. And it's like your relationship with God. You can know all about Him, but until you know that He is good personally, it trumps everything. And mm-hmm. and so I said that, and then of course they made fun of me because I tried to spiritualize pickleball. <laughs> but it was true. <laughs> it was so true. Done, though, if I mm-hmm. say so myself, <laughs> I related. Well, I just want to take this time to say I have started a new pickleball league. <laughs> Hundred dollars a month, so um, just you know, reach out to me. Of course, always the businessman. Link in the bio. Yeah. Oh my gosh, y'all don't listen to him. So uh, today we are kind of all over the map. Romans five, <laughs> chapter five, chapter six, and chapter seven. Um, obviously, we're not going to read it all today, uh, but we did want to read a couple passages. And we'll talk about what God has shown us, what we've seen in His Word, and how we can then apply that to our life. So, Brandy, if you would kick us off, Romans chapter 5, where is it starting in verse 12 Mm -hmm. through, what, 17? Sure. Okay. 
Verse 12 says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. If, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Those are a lot of big words. <laughs> I was so scared I was going to mess that Explain up. Explain what you just read, Brandy. <laughs> yeah, there's so much there to unpack. And really, yeah. we, could, we could spend this episode and the next 10 At just least. talking about that right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a few few things that we see is through one man, sin entered the world. Mm-hmm. But through another man, the gift of salvation entered the world. This is why uh, Jesus is sometimes referred to as the second Adam. He is undoing all the wrong and the problems that Adam brought into the world. So, so we see sin repeated time and time again, but then we also see the gift. Even though there's a sin that's given to all men, there is a gift that God also gives when we put our faith in Jesus. Question for you. Do we sin? This is kind of like chicken and the egg type thing. Do we sin because we are sinners or are we sinners because we sin? <laughs> Somebody he else. was talking to you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Um, <laughs> I know you've been wrestling with this fool. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I have a headache. <laughs> Wait, like, did you want yeah. a real answer? Or <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> so we sin because we are sinners. It's not like... Uh, you're born perfect and then you sin one day and it's like, oh man, well, I ruined that. Mm-hmm. No, we sin because we are born into it. Mm-hmm. As humanity, we are just sinful in nature. It's just like when you, uh, if you have children, like I'm watching my little boy right now, he's three. And as it said in Romans chapter one, he is inventing ways to sin. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I, you don't have to teach him these things. Mm-hmm. Like he just does it. It's in our nature. It's in our nature. It's who we are. So that's where we got sin nature from. (laughs) There you go, Brandy. Words mean things. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I like this section because Paul, like, he he makes this comparison, but it makes me think about, did y'all ever play those games when you were younger um, where you have to spot the differences? Like, you have Mm -hmm. the same picture and it's listed, like, I don't know, seven times, and you're like, you got to figure out. What are the similarities? Teeny, tiny what are the di- yeah. yeah, but it makes you look at the details mm-hmm. a lot closer than if you were to just see the picture one time. And I feel like between like Romans one and five, where we have been so far, 
we've been shown this this same theme of justification and, and what Christ has done for us. But here, when he like compares him to Adam, and like you just said, you know, our sin, we have the sinful nature that came from Adam, and we inherited that from him, but then we also inherited the gift of salvation and free life and righteousness and justification, all of that from Jesus. It that makes that comparison just so much stronger to me. Is that mm-hmm. understanding of looking at the details a little bit more and seeing the why. Yeah, and that similarity of both of those that I just heard was that neither of those have anything to do with what we can do. Right. Mm. Like our actions didn't bring about sin and our actions didn't receive what God did for us as well by sending Jesus. So right. both were kind of imputed to us through one man. Because that was one thing that I noticed too was like it says so many times in this section, one man, one man, one man, one man, mm-hmm. to bring about that that thought that it was by one man sin entered the world, and it is by one man that life has also come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyler, you said something earlier too um, that stuck with me about or before we got in here about the what we've been reading up to this point has told us a lot about our sin and kind of the whole like big picture of what's going on. Yeah, we're like, getting into conversation around my sin, you know, like the individual, like me and my depravity and my sin and my sin nature and what that means. Yeah, like chapters 1, 2, and 3, he's kind of addressing sin at a cultural level. Mm. Like people deal with this, then he starts to narrow in and it's like, no, people is you. Mm. This is what we as human beings wrestle with. And we could we could geek out on this for a long time. Yeah. So um, to everybody listening, if you want to, just call me, <laughs> and we can set up a time. While y'all play pickleball. Um, yes. But honestly, Tyler is the smartest person I know. So truly, if you have questions, please ask him. Don't come to me. I love I y'all, like but I am not as smart as he is. <laughs> Brandy's got more degrees than anybody else. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they don't we just, matter. We just proved that. Knowledge does not trump experience. Exactly. Thank you, Angie, for agreeing with me Back that I'm not to smart. pickleball. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know what you said. You're setting the bar very high for me. <laughs> Low bar, low expectations. No. <laughs> Under promise, over delivered. That's go. how I like to roll. Well, you got it. <laughs> so let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's jump past chapter six. Jeff's going to be preaching on on that. Um, so let's go into chapter seven okay. and catch the the end of that, so we can like book in these two um, chapters. This conversation. Okay, I'm going to start in verse fifteen. Okay. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing." Mm -hmm. Now, if I do what I do not want. (laughs) What a conundrum. I know. It's a lot of words, y'all. Okay, let me start that over. Verse 20. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. 
for I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. So I, in, in my Bible, in that passage, I bracketed um, the last, let's see, one, two, three, four verses, and then kind of underlined and really highlighted the phrase waging war. Mm-hmm. That phrase stood out to me um, for a couple of reasons. One, the description of like the battle the seriousness, the just violence. The wrestling. The wrestling. <laughs> there it is, two weeks in a row. <laughs> um, of, of my sin nature mm-hmm. and, and the war that's taking place within me because of my sin nature. So then it made me think back and go back to Romans chapter 1 when we talked about um, like the pattern of sin beginning with a darken, with, with a, a denying truth, right, that led to a, a darkened heart. Um, and we saw that the, like the entry into that was not glorifying God and not giving him thanks, okay? Um, so all, all us being in those passages has kind of helped me. God shown me some different stuff from, from this passage because of that. Um, and just the seriousness of the, of the waging war, that imagery, and some commentary in my Bible says there's a great tension in the daily Christian experience. The conflict is that we agree with God's commands but can't do them. As a result, we're painfully aware of our sin, and this inward struggle with sin was as real for Paul as it is for us. And we just read about that, that struggle that Paul was having. But he also tells us what to do about it. And it says that... Um, uh, Paul remembered how he had been freed from sin by Jesus Christ. And when we feel confused and overwhelmed by sin's appeal, by our our sin nature, remembering that Jesus has freed us from that sin. And so I say all that to say I was convicted by my default is to be thankful for things that I have or the blessings that God has given me. Um, and, and even I think in house church, we spent some time listing out like and challenged our people to be thankful. And what are you thankful for? And list, list those things out. And that was my default. But I was convicted by I mean, how grateful and thankful am I that Jesus has freed me from my sin, right? And that there's a war waging inside of me that I'm not slave to anymore because he has freed me from that. And that posture of thankfulness mm-hmm. And the a posture of thankfulness of being thankful for my blessings and the material things that I have, to me, are two completely different things. And it just kind of completely changed my whole perspective on that pa- on that passage. Yeah, that is so good. Because we don't spend the time and the effort to get to that mindset, to really appreciate it like we should. I don't. Hmm. But I mean... Yeah, me neither. And that became apparent to me, you know, reading that. Passage. Yeah, and that kind of came up in our house church last week where um, we got to the end of our discussion and somebody had brought up, you know, do you just read this and feel hopeless? Like you're in this hopeless state, like I'm just I'm never going to get it. Kind of like what you just read with, mm-hmm. with the boy Paul feels. And the mindset that you're talking about is what 
like gets you through that. The mindset of thinking, okay, yeah, I may be in this hopeless state of doing what I don't want to do in the struggle, but then realizing that I'm set perfectly to experience what Jesus died for, to, to face my imperfection, to realize it as a weakness and to be thankful for it and say, because of what you've done, I can endure. I can persevere. I can overcome. And that's just a whole new way to be thankful than what you're talking about, like just the generic ways of thinking, thank you for my family. I thank you for my health and for the food on my table. And um, But it takes intentionality, and I don't always make time to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I think this is probably going to be a little flash forward to next week, but we're going to talk more about how to not do the things that you don't want to do. It's not in our power. Mm. That's the whole point. Like it is through the power of what Jesus has done and the spirit that has been given to us. So if you are feeling hopeless, I mean, hey, hang in there because there's more to come. And that's how you experience him. Exactly. Experience trumps knowledge. Try to tell it off in the beginning. Goes (laughs) back to experience. When you experience his strength through something you know you cannot endure. Yes. Like nobody can take that from you. Mm -hmm. Like you can't unsee and unexperience God. And that just trumps everything. That's all I got to say today. <laughs> I can't follow that. So That's good. And I, I really appreciate going through this book and going through these chapters and reading about being a wretched man or wretched man. <laughs> because there, I'm seeing more and more in our culture that that we're putting humanity too high on the pedestal. Y'all don't tell anybody this, but um, I'll use this story to explain. I was doing yoga one morning, (laughs) and uh, I had a little free trial to the Apple Fitness thing, Mm. like 30-day free trial. So so I'm doing yoga through, through this little Apple thing on the TV, and we get to the end, and the instructor says, now the good in me honors the good in you. Mm. And I like, it threw me out of my little yoga pose. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, whoa, time out. Like God's word says, there ain't no good in me. Like the, there is depravity in me. There's wretchedness in me. And this study is helping us to see that humanity does no good in and of ourself. The only good that is done in this world is through people who inhabit the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. it, it is God working through us. So I'm looking forward, like you said, Brandy, to our conversation next week. Because though, though we have received salvation through grace, there are things that we have to do if we want to continue to grow in that grace. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like, we are offered the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. We are offered those, but there's things that we need to do to live in those. Does that make sense? Yep. Like, we have to learn to live in the grace that we have freely received. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be feed the Spirit. For, that's right, to feed mm-hmm. the Spirit, because what you feed grows. So we can either feed the flesh... Or we can feed the Spirit. And that's one of the things Paul asked uh, in, in this passage is, so shall we just continue to live in sin since we have grace? Mm-hmm. He's like, no. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. 
So with all that being said, there is a ton here to unpack. We hope you have fun with it. If you have any questions, if you're lost in the text, reach out to your campus pastor or someone on your team at your at your campus. And um, we hope that you enjoy diving into God's Word together. So with that being said, we will catch you next time. Peace. Unschooled and Ordinary is an original podcast from Venture Church. While this podcast is great for individual study, the Word really comes alive when we talk about it and apply it to our lives in House Church. House churches are small groups of believers gathered in homes for a meal, scripture study, discipleship, and prayer in a trusted community of faith. They meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. in homes throughout South Mississippi, and you can join anytime. To find a house church near you, visit venturechurch.org slash housechurch.